0: Hello and welcome to CC Extra. What is CC Extra? Well, it's basically like Cartridge Clip Prime, but we discuss a newly released video game. Today, we'll be talking about The Last of Us Part 2 from Naughty Dog. Rocket Sauce here, and joining me to talk about this game, we have Dean from Round 2 Gaming, Church the Game Grinder, Josh from Frantic Society, and Miles and Catherine from Flockin' Nerds! We encourage you to play The Last of Us Part 2 first, then come back and listen to this show. We go into full spoilers for this game, so you've been warned. With that out of the way, let's start the show. So we all here have played the first Last of Us game. And Catherine, you were on CC Prime with me when we uh, we played Last of Us. And on that show, I believe you told me it was your favorite game of all time. Uh, I kind of want to start off with the first, I guess first talking point here is, did you like this game better than the first game?
1: Okay, so I, The Last of Us was my favorite game without even having played it. I watched Miles play it. And then when we when we recorded for CC Prime, I actually played it myself, and it reinforced it as my favorite game. So I have not played Last of Us two. I watched Miles play it. I th- I think it's a better game. I think it I think it's um maybe a braver game. Like it I I don't know what to say. I I think it's a better game, but I haven't played it, and. I, <laughs> So I don't really know, um, mechanics-wise, I've heard that it's better, that they've improved on everything. But I think just in terms of the story, I like where it went. I think that they did some really important things in this game, and I think it is a better game. I think Last of Us 1 is still just my experience with it. It's still my favorite game, but I'm going to need a little bit. Like this is This game is just too fresh, and there's a lot to it, and I think I need a little bit more time to process everything that happened in it. I think we're probably going to unearth some of it here in this discussion, but it is, I think, probably a better game than Last of Us 1. I just don't know if it's like my favorite game now.
0: Sure. Hmm.
1: (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense.
0: It does. Uh, I I think I kind of feel the same exact way as you by saying, uh, I, I, I know this is a better game, but I still think I like the first game more. And this is not a knock on the game. It's just that I think the ties and how it builds up to it, I, I think I just like mm-hmm. how it plays out more in the first game. And this game was not designed with the same intentions right here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Neil Druckmann said in, every, in an interview when he talking about it, he's, where he said the first game was built on like a story of love. Well, this game, this game was built on a story of hate. So they're going for a different story, and he said it was, I think, leading to a whole bunch of different, uh, I guess, debates on how to go with the story, how they they were going to execute it, but they decided ultimately to go with this way because they would lead to a better discussion. I really did love this game, but it's so hard because I I think The Last of Us 3, The uh, Last of Us 3, The Last <laughs> of Us on PS3 is my favorite PlayStation 3 game. And uh, it's, it's a game that I absolutely love and I can recommend to everybody. And I can recommend this one too. But I, I think that I just like the story more in that one. In I don't know. I, I don't know how, how does anyone else feel about that? Uh.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree, Ron. I, I would say it's interesting how perspectives change after playing this game. Prior to it, I think I would have ranked uh, The Last of Us, the original Last of Us, as one of the darkest and most complex games I've, I've played in terms of morals and, and motivations. And I think in comparison with this one, it just seems like, you know, you think back to the original Last of Us and you think color and you think happiness and a simpler time, you know, and it's weird. That's that's totally not defining the franchise at all. They're both dark games, but I think this one steps up on so many levels outside of just the graphical fidelity and, and the acting and the character development. I think there's just so much more in terms of, uh, you know, moral risks and, and just development risks in general that uh, really make it stand apart so it, it's 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 i just got a new cat and up until i got this new cat my other one was like small and tiny and and perfect and it did and now i got this new one and you know i'm seeing all the flaws of the old cat and he's heavy and he needs to go on a diet now and it, it's crazy so it, it it's weird how perspectives change after playing a game like this and and it's like catherine said i think it's still too early to really tell whether or not this one will be my favorite or or the original last of us but uh, I think this one is certainly a better game than uh, the original last of us was
3: well from my perspective I'm actually on the other side of the fence I think this uh, is my favorite of the two I think it's improved across the board from the gameplay to the graphics and some people I I feel have issues with the pacing because of course there's that turning point in the middle So you feel like you're building up the character this entire time for 10 hours or whatever it is. And then you switch to Abby and then you got to build it up again to get to that uh, climactic moment where they fight. I thought that was interesting. It was a, it's kind of a bold choice. I could see a lot of people just stopping right there whenever they get to Abby, just like, no, I want to see Ellie's story. Why am I, why am I here with this random person? I don't care. So when uh, you get to Abby, the game kind of, you, you do uh, Seattle one, two, and day one, day two, and day three. And then it, it's basically, okay, you got to do one, two, and three from her sp- perspective. And as you're playing, uh, you find out who that character is. And uh, you start to actually kind of latch onto the character. And I, I just felt like seeing a different perspective instead of just, okay, here's the big bad. There is no big bad in there. So there's no villains. There's no heroes in this game. It's all just a big gray area, which is, I, I appreciate that quite a bit. And uh, I know I'm kind of going into a little bit of plot details. I guess that's what this show is all about. Just kind of ch- chatting about whatever. Um, but I, I think, I think it's a really cool choice. This, this is one of those games that like people are just going to hate it because of the bold choices. And um, I appreciate it for that. It really is kind of like uh, uh, metal gear solid 2, the beginning, which I know we, we have a, a little talking point about that, but that's a very similar uh, thing to me because during all the previews and stuff like that, you think you're going to play as solid snake and then, you know, you go in there and you play as Raiden, And in this one, you think it's going to be a Joel and Ellie story. And then within the first, you know, few hours, Joel's dead. Mm -hmm. Now that's an insane story point we could talk about, but it's just like, and then you're like, okay, what now, you know? And then I think that just, they try to one up themselves a little bit with like these bold character choices and the, the pacing and the back, uh, the flashbacks and everything. And um, for me, I, I just loved every minute of the story. I, I liked playing it. Um, the stealth action is just top notch to me. Um, I never was bored. Uh, I I love scavenging rooms, trying to find you know items and stuff to get more ammo or you know find out some story detail from ra- some random note in, in the environment stuff like that. You know the same thing as the first game, with ten times the amount probably of that, uh, the the gameplay, uh, the game just looks beautiful. It's pro- one of the best looking games I've ever seen. And uh, um, at the end, I was kind of an emotional <laughs> mess. I was like, this this just uh, kind of blew me away. And it might be that it's fresh, you know, like I, I might be a, a little hyped up because, oh, hey, I just beat this and it was so amazing. But uh, to me right now, this is a, a leaps and bounds better than the first game. And that's really hard for me to say because the first game is one of my favorite games as well so yeah same here favorite favorite ps3 game for
4: sure was last of us and that's even stacking up against metal gear solid 4 which i absolutely love i love the metal gear series Mm -hmm. i loved metal gear 2 when everybody was super upset about that i i like that you know misdirection i guess but uh overall i would say the last of us 2 technically uh, whether it's gameplay, visuals, all that is definitely better. it's it's a newer game. Uh, I still prefer the story of the first game over the second, but I loved the second game. I think, I think they nailed it. the uh, like the perfect sequel to such an excellent game. And I think that aspect is definitely gonna be, you know, more opinion based. I I could see people going either way, but just how the first game kind of rolled with the Joel and Ellie story. Both of them are two of my favorite
3: characters ever. So it's hard to, to give that up. Yeah. I mean, what is, uh, what did everybody think of that? Just shocking moment when they kill Ellie. Yeah. The bait and switch. What do you guys think? Like I, I was like, stunned when it happened i i, I had could, to take a i had to take a breather like seriously yeah. i had to
4: like pause the game i just kind of like took a few minutes because i was like wow i i did not expect that uh, I, like i was full media blackout like mm-hmm. almost the entire time
5: yeah there's lots of spoilers out there so i knew something happened because i didn't research the spoiler but like i heard a spoiler happen so i knew there's going to be something that happens and the beginning of the game or somewhere in the game that would be a, a huge a huge gag but uh i as soon as i started playing as abby you know how, how you plays abby right in the beginning of the game i turned to Catherine. And i'm like this girl's gonna kill joel isn't she i was like no, this really? girl's gonna kill joel he i'm like, gonna hate her the I, first
1: thing he did when he played abby was make her jump off a cliff i just die. ran her off
5: a cliff i was oh like boom game beat He's Save like, Joel.
1: It's like, give me back to Ellie now. <laughs> I
5: swear, I had no idea it was gonna happen, but the whole time, and then I was so angry that I have to play as Abby, and then I had to play as her for 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 like. More than hours. hours And And like, but the third hour, I was like, I don't really mind this anymore. (laughs) I like her a lot. So she killed somebody.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: you know,
5: everybody kills everybody in this game. For the
1: first, probably the whole first hour that you played as her, like anytime she died, you're like, oh well, who cares? Like he was like, nah, whatever, I don't care. But after a while, he was just like, you know, she's kind of growing on me. Um, you start to understand it, and it's it's designed that way, right? Like it's, and they need to give you, they need to force you to play a lot of Abby for like long periods of time because it's a, it's a big ask of you. It's so ambitious. Like-
5: <laughs> Can you imagine being Naughty Dog and being like, not only are we going to kill this character everybody loves, but we're going to make them play as the killer? And they're gonna thank us for it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I,
4: mean, I I think once we found out that her father was the surgeon, like I, I for me, that put a, a, made it a lot easier for me to say, okay, obviously she has her motives for doing the things she did. I mean, think of all the people that we brutalized and murdered throughout the first game. Like, you know, the they said themselves, like you know, they're. They've done a lot. Joel's done a lot. As yeah. much as I love Joel, like
1: yeah, that yeah. was the design, I think, because like you play the first game and you're a hundred percent on board with like Joel and Ellie. And I know like Ryan, when we did the Prime Pod um, episode, there were questions about Joel's last action, right, lying to Ellie. But you're still really connected those to those two characters, so it's really hard to like go into the second one and not feel the same way, but like Ellie is a completely different person. You forget, like you, you don't think like it immediately, the second game makes you think about all those choices that everything that you did in the first game and you, you don't question it when you're playing the first game at all. You're like, yeah, 100%, I have to kill these people. And you know, like not just zombies, you have to kill people, right? To save Ellie or or Ellie has to save Joel. And you don't think about it for a second. But this game immediately makes you think about the other person that you've killed, right? Like all of those actions come back
5: to you. In the first game, you have like the gaze of Joel, right? So every time you really look at Ellie, you think of her as your daughter, as this girl you have to protect, right? So all the actions kind of make sense because you get wrapped up in it too, just like Joel and he makes a real bad decision, right? That a decision everybody has to live with forever. And then the second game you you start to see Ellie like immediately you're playing as Ellie and you see her as her own person not as somebody that needs to be protected anymore. And you start to understand what 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 that was like to being knocked out unconscious woken up and being like nah things didn't go that way, you know. People, yeah, exactly, just dismissed. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was a really
0: really calculated and smart move by night. I uh, so I'll admit I saw a leak and I didn't know what it was, but I had a feeling it's kind of one of those things where it was it was an Xbox uh spam tweet or something like that, but it was like the Xbox Series X logo with the golf club standing over a PlayStation Five logo, and all of a sudden I'm like, what is this? Oh crap! And like, I is one of those things I, I I kind of realized I'm like, this has got to be from that game. I didn't see what it was, but in my head I'm like. Please don't let this be Joel. And when I saw the leak, I'm like, and I was just like, well, I'm. A, and this was like a month prior to the game coming out because those leaks came early, like 45 days before it came out. Where I'm like, I hope I didn't see what I just saw. So I'm gonna pretend I didn't see it, and hopefully this doesn't come through. And then within the first like two hours, Joel is dead. Um, I'll give him credit; they didn't make you kill Joel. Even though you play as abby which would have been even more brave or move to do basically swinging the golf club because it's not just one swing it's multiple swings until you cave into us until abby caves in his head in front of in front of ellie and tommy um and that was as soon as that happened you know, like same thing where i was like well this is the person i have to kill and then eventually when 10 to 15 hours in the game they switch it around where you have to play as her and i didn't have a problem with that i i did like the story building for it, um, building to it, and you finding out that her father was the surgeon that was going to be operating on Ellie. But she should at least not have caved in his head, right? Uh, like Joel yeah. only put one bullet in the doctor. Well, I don't know unless you just you were went nuts and were going wild on uh, the doctor after. Because I think the only person in the first game you have to kill is the doctor. You don't you don't have to kill the nurses. I did because I'm a bad person. But uh, <laughs> in, I, in, my, in my head, in the first game, they lied to me. All of them were gonna pay for for what they did, basically. So that's that was me being awful, Joel. But uh, with the like the bait and switch of this game, where the commercials make you think you're gonna play an Ellie and Joel story, uh, so much so that uh, and then they flip it where you play as Abby, uh, and you see her whole story. Um, my I, my uh, big moment for it. and granted, there's still probably another ten hours into the game, maybe 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 less, but still one. You're Abby, and it's day three. Her version of day three of Seattle, and you run into Ellie. Uh, I, uh, and they want you to fight Ellie. And I was like, I am not killing. You know, I do not want to. If this game, I'm gonna hate this game if I have to kill Ellie. And granted, it it, it continues going on after because Ellie, you know, lets her go. She, uh, Some did someone stop something stop her from from yeah, killing her? left it. Why did he, I can't, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to remember. He stopped a lot her
3: from things. shooting Dina because she's pregnant. He's like, don't do it. Oh, and okay. then, yeah, she,
4: she's going to cut her throat. Yeah. yeah and then she. Great.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but there's still an additional story where you play both of them again each time. Mm-hmm. And I thought Tommy died personally there too, because I saw oh, him yeah. take a bullet to the head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, later, later you find on in the story that Tommy actually survived the bullet to the dome. But uh, oh, did he?
1: He's, he's a bit got, of a mess. He's got a limp now, though. <laughs> he's,
0: so. he's not in his best shape anymore, you know. He's uh, not that's the a, same Tommy. He's, you know, he's not the
5: 3
0: bullet Tommy. And he was separated in from from his wife too at that point because the revenge consumed him. But I don't know. It's it was very much. I'll, I'll say this back to the Metal Gear Solid bait and switch comparison here. I didn't, and I played Metal Gear Solid two. I really didn't know much about the series. So like the whole Raiden twist really didn't bother me at first until I went back and played the whole series. And I'm like, I don't like playing as Raiden as much. Abby's not the case here for me where, but I thought I still was going to kill her. I, I thought like, sorry, you took Joel. You know, I don't, I, as much as I like playing as you, uh, I thought it was your time to go, but it's interesting take where I would have thought maybe even like, I don't know if we want to talk about going to a third game, then maybe this goes into a third game with with, Abby. Because with Ellie's story, like, I don't know. I don't know if we need to get into a third game or a third game. Because I was was perfectly fine with one game in the series and more to it. But if they release more, I'm day one again. So I don't know if anyone else feels that same exact way.
2: Yeah, it was sort of the same way I felt after The Last of Us 1. I, I really didn't feel like it needed a sequel at all. And I'm glad there was one, Naughty Dog proved me wrong. But, you know, I think this whole, like if you look at it holistically, both games together, I mean, it's a pretty impressive arc that all the characters go through. And, you know, you go through, you know, a pretty drastic level of, of, of poignancy throughout the game. And it's it's really powerful, um, but you're sort of drug along on, a I don't know. It, there's a lot of motivations, a lot of character morals that uh, are pretty deep, and it's 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 an emotional roller coaster. And by the end, you're finally given the choice to decide what Ellie is going to do. You know, you're 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 so seated with revenge the whole game, and you you get to the final confrontation. She goes back to the farm. Nina's gone, and then you just see her sort of walking out in the distance. And I feel like that's probably the best way to end this type of game where finally as a player having gone on this emotional journey with with Ellie and with all the characters you know you decide what what happens next does she go back to to Jackson to find Dina does she go turn herself into the fireflies and and you know sacrifice herself for a cure does the revenge sort of consume her and she goes to Catalina Island to kill Abby you know, you, you sort of decide, but you've sort of been on this journey with her since the beginning and granted it wasn't always from her perspective, but you understand what she's gone through and they finally sort of give the player the choice to, to decide what happens next. So yeah, I, I don't think there should be a single. short answer.
4: <laughs> I would have said the same thing about the first game. Like I thought I liked the ambiguous ending. I was like, you know, what? I'm perfectly fine if there's never a sequel to this game. And all they have to do is just make a great sequel. And then it's like, okay, that was, that was awesome. So, I mean, as it is, I think they could leave it, and it would be dang near perfect. But they could surprise me and do a fantastic sequel. Uh, I, I'm sure they would go some other direction, but, no, you know? I surprise-
5: think... The, the nature of this being a business and it being a really you know uh triple a ip a big money maker for playstation and naughty dog I, I think that they have to keep making sequels the question is how are they going to go about it you know i think i think of it as i think it could be a good anthology series like i could see last of us not necessarily being about ellie or abby just about being the last of us you know just some dark depressing story (laughs) and as long as it stays true i think to the tones and the storytelling of the previous two i think it'll fit really nicely as as part of the series
1: i would i would want to see more of lev and how he navigates his way through the world you know potentially with abby right um
0: she kind of it kind of was like a like a Joel and Ellie thing for them, those two, where she eventually was, like, his protector, and he's a bow and yeah. arrow. She's with a bow and yeah. arrow yeah.
1: I just think the pressure is so immense. Like, we've seen, like, Last of Us fans are, like, they're like, they're so into the story. Like, yeah. And <laughs> it's very easy to upset them. It's very, like, they have a, a very, very high expectation. I have very high expectations for what a sequel or like the third, you know, volume would be just because of how much they've elevated it between one and two. So then what is our expectation for three? Like, what do they have to do? Like it, it might be too much. Right. And so there might be a point where they can't meet our expectations because they've already exceeded them twice now, really. So I don't know. I've, I don't, I don't envy the position that Naughty Dog is in because, as Miles says, it is a business. They most likely have to try to capitalize on it somehow. But what level of success? Like, hopefully, the same or more. But that's a really tall order because they've knocked it out of the park twice now. So, in very different ways. Yeah.
0: I think I would be fine with more if staying in this universe, you know, I, I really love this world, despite how awful it is. It, it's uh, like, I'd be fine with, a. I think I'd be even more open to it with just ending Ellie's story that she can go on in your imagination. She did this thing, you know, but the world still goes on and you play from someone else, you know, it doesn't have to be another person who is immune to, you know, the bite. Just another. I'm thinking of another st- great story for this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, it's something for me, and it's it's kind of the um, you know, with with the whole. I, I guess like it's hard to compare it to like Uncharted. Where with Uncharted, like they've had a, a core mm-hmm. of a cast for some time now. With you know, with Nathan Drake, and um, Sully. Sully. And it's it's kind of and you had all these these people around this entire time since the first game. You don't lose anybody in these games; they just come back, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they're not there for a game, they're still there. Every single Uncharted game, I think Sully's gonna die, though. Yeah, every
5: single one. This is the time. This is the time they're gonna kill Sully. Uh,
0: but it's 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 and so now in comparison to the first game too, and Dean, you mentioned the seasons too. This one doesn't have that. It's like like. Almost a period. It really mostly takes place over three days in Seattle. And that's the majority of where you're at. There's a couple other places like Wyoming and the barn or the farm, if you will. Um, But really, it's in the rain in Seattle for three days, the majority of the game. But the first game in very much like Uncharted 4, it was like multiple color seasons. Okay, well, this is the fall. So you get your oranges and then the winter is, you know, bright white. So it was very... In Uncharted, like I said, I can only compare it to Uncharted Four, where it did the, almost the same exact thing. This thing is very much pouring rain for something, and uh, maybe they that, like said that's probably intended because this is a story of hate and whatnot. But it it was very, um it, it like, maybe that's another reason that it kind of sits with me with me that like ah, I didn't like this as much as the first, but that was all intended for for for, for storytelling for this here too. I wanted to point out that when this game was first revealed. At the PlayStation experience in 2016, there was theories that Joel was dead then. I I clear as they remember that when it was just Ellie sitting on the bed after killing a room full of fireflies, uh, she's sitting there playing a the guitar, and then Joel walks in. And there was some symbolism too, film symbolism, where people are like, he's dead. He's a ghost, and maybe in her mind, but he's dead. That was like coming out right away from it. And I was just like, Well, I hope that isn't the case. And I don't know, they probably knew right back then and there that this is what we're going to do you know we're going to kill joel i don't know I yeah there, was,
2: there were some bold early trailers for that that's that's why i wasn't sold on this game until a couple of weeks ago like if i if i'm being honest you know you you look back at what was the next one paris games week 2017 the trailer they showed there it's it's the one where uh, abby is getting kidnapped by the the seraphites she's getting like dragged through the mud and then you see her get hanged and then you see Yara come out. She's kidnapped as well, and they're just
0: hammering away destroying
2: her bones, yeah, it just destroying her arms. And you know i'm I'm not opposed to you know, gratuitous violence in video games. Uh, I understand there's a time and place for it. and certainly having played this game, you know it, it is qualified. But without any context, you don't know who these characters are. Like we didn't know who Abby was. We didn't know Yara. You don't know if they're going to be the protagonist. You don't know if they're just unnamed NPCs and they're trying to like show you the ambiance of, of what this world is. I remember thinking like, that's a pretty ballsy trailer to show at, at a Paris Games Week. And I'm worried that Naughty Dog is going to use sort of that excessive brutality or that shock factor as a crutch for a subpar story like they you know i was i was very much in the mindset that last of us didn't need a story where would it go from there and wherever it went and i don't know why i question naughty dog literally every single game they put out i love like it's they, they prove themselves every time i don't know why i keep questioning it but i was really just kind of turned off by the idea of um just a game for the sake of another game and and just having it stand on the stilts of of over the top violence and you know that that shock factor but I think it was it was more recently, maybe in the past thirty days. I missed all the the, the leaks and everything. I, I went into this game totally blind, but uh, a lot of the reviewers and um, journalists that, that I respect, that that I share a lot of views with, were were praising it with nines and tens and beyond. The numbers, just you know, they're talking about the emotional gravitas of of the story itself, and that's what really sold me on it. But um, yeah, th- those trailers early on were pretty ballsy for, for Naughty Dog to do, and it, it carried through. I mean, everything they've done in this game is a huge risk. But for me, it paid off.
5: They um, didn't have a lot of choices for what to show, though. Like, you got to think about this game. It's like, ah, anything we chose kind of a spoiler, but
4: we got to show Totally.
5: Them. Yeah. So it was it was a tough position to be in, and we didn't really understand why.
4: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they one of the later trailers was the uh, kiss between... Mm-hmm. Ellie and Dina, and they showed us that. and as I was playing through the game, I was like, oh, so that happened. so that must have just been you know, you'll if you didn't see the trailer, you didn't get to experience that. and then they bring it in like way at the end of the
5: game I was
1: the like, yeah I was
4: like, wow, that's
5: very what other game shows a trailer from like a scene from the end of the game
4: as as it's like e three trailer. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was pretty wild. But other than those, like an, those few initial trailers, that's pretty much all I saw. I've spent enough time on the internet where I can do selective looking. So, <laughs> as I'm scrolling through Twitter or something, and I I saw anything to do with The Last of Us, anything visual, I, I just my eyes would g- gloss over and I just scroll on. So I managed to 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 avoid everything. There's a few places on the internet that I just didn't go for the last few months because i knew i heard about the leaks and whatnot
0: yeah uh i I know the majority of us here were pretty much sold on this game day one but dean mentioned to me that he wasn't sold on this game until a couple of weeks ago dean do you want to tell us why you felt this way
2: yeah i mean it really just falls back to that that trailer right like i i i had the the incorrect assumption that this game did not need a sequel or the original Last of Us didn't need a sequel. And I I thought that similar to how I feel uh, Ubisoft is handling Beyond Good and Evil with just a total departure, and not to say this is a total departure from the first one at all, um, but that trailer had a lot of swearing just over the top, like shock factor stuff. And I'm, I'm worried that that is going to substitute a great game uh, I had seen all the violence and just thought, well, they they might not have a story, so they may be using uh, this this excessive violence and just brutality that we don't ever see in a grounded video game as a selling point, and it's going to be there as sort of what everybody talks about, but not really speaking to the integrity of of the story arcs or the characters. And I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong, but it, that really just kind of stuck with me the whole way through, and. Uh, you know, the, the other trailers they showed were great, but it didn't really show a lot of gameplay or selling points. Like, it, there's not a lot of context. And, and to Miles, your point, like, there's not a lot you can show from this game that, that's really going to give you a story that they want to keep close to the chest. So,
0: how did everyone feel about the length about this game? I I asked this because this is Naughty Dog's longest game they made. And I think it's kind of substantial. I think the longest game currently was. Uncharted four, which is averaging around about a 20 hour gameplay. And this is closer twenty-five to thirty. Uh, depending on how much I guess you were speeding through the game or what. Like I I look for everything because I want to be as souped up as powerful. I want as much screw bits to level up my weapons, I want as much ibuprofen, you know, <laughs> to level up my, my body, you know, um, to make me stronger and hear through walls further. I, I, I need you to read, have a lot of stuff. we read every document. Yeah, me too. There's always yeah, a little side I story. Do that very often in a
5: game. Oh,
1: because there's that really amazing moment where you go to use the crafting table. That one time we go to use it, and then you get Somebody. attacked. Like you feel so safe because it's a it's something you've done for two full games now. And if you didn't read all of the documents that you found leading up to it, it's it just seems so out of the blue. Like why would they do that? But because we were reading it, we're like, oh, these are those four guys that like took off and like they. They went AWOL and they refused to go back and, yeah, the, the, and they're they, hiding all out they, of the house and
5: because <laughs> the UI comes up and that's like a pause menu normally in the game, right? The mm-hmm. game's turned off now. It's paused. Yeah, you're safe. You just hear some guy in the background, we're not fucking going back.
0: That's <laughs> and then you're like, whoa. <laughs> no, that was that, that was that was my- you
1: <laughs> You're mad just because it's like you're you're supposed to feel safe in that moment. And then you but then as soon as you were done being mad, you were like, That's amazing. Like who does that? Who just They the get you comfortable yeah.
5: just to get you uncomfortable?
1: And that was just like a small thing, and it was only and and if you didn't read all the documents, it was like what the heck was that? Like why did they do that? But it's it rewards you for paying attention to all of these details that they very very carefully put there, and they they lead you to it, right? Like you find all those things if you're if you care enough to look for them, you'll find all these pieces that flesh out the entire world for you more than if you just ran through the game There's
5: so. there's this other really cute moment where you go to this like place where people were hiding out for a while and one of the kids made a room it's like max's kingdom is what it says on it or something like that and then later if you're in the seraphites area you can find a document that refers to young maxwell who had left his family with his brother they left his dad there mm-hmm. and and joined the seraph
1: There was also some documentation where they were writing letters, I think, to the dad saying, like, you're a coward and, like, you should come... Like, we can't hide here forever. And then you see them kind of grow. Because if you were just to look... If you weren't to read anything and you were to look at it, it would just look like, you know, a parent with young children living in this... Like, making the most of living in this aquarium. I think it was at the aquarium, maybe, or... It
0: was the aquarium.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, like that level of detail, like fleshing out characters that you never see at all, that you only meet through these letters if you choose to read them. Like who does that, right? Like that's, that's a real deep level of narrative storytelling that is just a reward for the players. Like people who love the game, who want to put that kind of effort into it. I like that.
0: I'm glad you brought up that moment where you're at the craft table. Uh, or the workbench table, and you get jumped. That was my first oh shit moment of the game. Uh, I, I've seen i have lo- I've I've played a lot of horror games, and I so I know a lot of tropes. And, and same same thing with movies. I you know seen it. So a lot of it, it it takes usually something different to get me the the like the yep. bit, oh shit you got me here. Uh, and that was definitely those moments. I think I was either reaching for a drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna take spot right here. here. What am I gonna level up here? What did I level up last time? What am I gonna do now? And then it's like I'm like scrolling through my weapons. All of a sudden you hear that you know, you know yeah. they're coming right for you. And I'm like, oh shit! And I, I put my, you know, and all of a sudden you're getting attacked. And that was that was a great moment. I I live for moments like that, in spooky games, if you will. That was perfect. There's mo- other moments that got me, but that one I remember it stood out to me so much so that I messaged a couple of people that I know were playing yeah. it. I was like. I just experienced this great holy shit moment. And it, it's cool. I don't want to tell you because I want you to play it and then we'll discuss it. You know, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> but that was a great moment. I'm glad you brought that up.
5: I think that's actually a side building that you don't even need to go into. Yeah, it's no, just, no, just, just for a part. So like, that,
0: that whole moment, that
5: like gotcha moment is only there if you look for it. Mm-hmm. It's not part of the like main storyline. Can I talk about another thing that I've loved the about Brussels. this game? Uh, when you're playing as Abby and you're in the hospital in the lower levels. Because as soon as you hear about the lower levels, you're like, oh, what's going on in the lower levels? <laughs> because they've been there since the beginning and everything's all crusty. <laughs> it's been there for so long. You can smell it out of your TV. And you get to this area where it's so crusty, you can't even open this door. And you're thinking, what's behind that door? And then you come back up, you turn on all the power, you hear a big crash, the mm-hmm. door is blown off the hinges and something came out of there. And I was like, oh, this is a spoiler for another game. I mean, I'm sure you all know a game I'm thinking of, but Inside has a, a very similar creature. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right away, that's that thing from Inside, isn't it? That thing from Inside is coming. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's the same, same thing.
1: I didn't want Miles to open some doors. I was like, nah, I just don't go in there. It's gonna be bad. But you did it. And you, it's scary. I found this game really scary, actually.
0: I thought it was scarier than the first one.
1: Yeah.
0: No, that ground zero, ground zero in the hospital. That, you know, build up to it, and you're like, you know, it it was already a shit time trying to get there. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, when you go into ground zero and you go there and it's just, you know, it's bad. You know, it's bad. Even before, like, you even turn on the power and there's clickers in there, it's all in the dark, which. I'm loving, but you hear the rumblings outside and you're like, because it definitely sounds completely different from any other creature in the game or human. And you're like, there's going to be something down here. That's going to be really bad. And I'm to find out it's called the the rat King. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like a combination of like all the like creatures you've, you've seen in the game. And uh, granted, I've only played it. I could say I've only played on the normal difficulty but uh so halfway through the the battle on normal one of the what is it called here sorry the one that
5: stalker the
0: stalker stalker, is yeah. The stalker yeah so a stalker rips right out of it and, and then you have to dealing oh, yeah. with a stalker and this thing coming at you and i was wondering if uh, on higher difficulties and this is something to go back and play on a higher difficulty for if more things coming out and splitting at you because i think that would have been even more insane and, and great, but from when I played, this was awesome. I know there, there's harder difficulties. I I hope it is like that, it, uh, but because I think that would make that boss fight even more insane. It was great. I just bombed the hell out of it, and then you then for me, I, I don't know. Did you guys take down either one first, or because after? Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I took down the the big guy first, and yeah. the other one I think it ran away.
0: Yeah, it ran away from me too. Yeah, so I had to go fight it in another room. So I was wondering yeah. if. You have to beat the one first. I don't know if anyone did the skinny guy first or the big, big monster. The,
4: the smaller one will, after you deal enough, it will like hide somewhere until the fight's over and then you, you have to engage it again. Gotcha.
0: That was.
1: Is, is that the fight that had like stages to, like it had checkpoints, right? Like yeah. if you got. It, cause yeah. That would look like an impossible. Like it, it, it made me think that I might not be able to play this game because that fight looks so hard. I don't know if everyone struggled with it, but I'm not that good at these types of games. I have a
5: way of making things look harder than they actually are. <laughs> no, it was I'm one though. of those people that would shoot all around the head instead of the head, just to prove a point. You know what I'm saying?
2: I think I had like three bullets left by the end of it. Like it was just sucking up, and I saw like flamethrower uh, gas. That I, I unloaded. That I unloaded my shotgun. Everything. There was like three bullets left by the end of
5: it. There was a lot of ammo in that room, though. Like, in yeah. that area, you run around.
0: Oh, really? Pipe bombs were my best friend for that fight. So, that's the one I, uh, I unleashed, unleashed on. I know when I was talking, I think we briefly mentioned it, Dean, or I was talking with you, and you said that you died actually the most in that part in the game, too. Yeah. So, and it was probably the most difficult part of the game, but it was a great boss fight. And I I kind of, after having it that, this time, I kind of want more of that if, if we continue anything for going forward, I, I would like a few more, I guess, just different creatures. I mean, the first game had bloaters, and that kind of was like that, but something more just beyond what yeah, I didn't know what it was going to look like when it came, you know, <laughs> ripping through you in the ambulance, you know, and you have to yeah. you start getting stalked, so. And it was kind of fast, too. So, but uh,
3: yeah. I like Abby's comment at the end when she beats it, and she's like, no one's going to believe that. No one's going to yeah. believe that story. <laughs>
2: My, she said, "Good riddance." In mine, hmm. oh. yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a I just like spent like half an hour unloading every piece of ammunition I have. That's what you're gonna say, "Good riddance."
5: No, it said Abby. Said the thing Josh
2: said for it. Really? Okay.
0: I, I honestly, I don't remember what she said. I, I think I was just like, finally, kind of after after I beat it, so I probably talked over her.
1: Did everyone play on normal? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I, can't, I can't imagine it being harder. It looks it looked I really could. hard. I could imagine. <laughs> it looked pretty hard.
5: Do you know what I was a little disappointed in? I never actually got to go to Comic Con. I could look at Comic-Con from the <laughs> outside, but yeah. I couldn't go into Comic Con.
0: Well, that kind of leads into like some Easter egg talk here too. With uh what'd you think of like the PS3s like laying around in this world? There's a lot of PS3s and some uh I, I saw Jack and Daxter PS3 collection and Uncharted 1 and 2. I don't know if anyone see any other Naughty Dog games. Uh, Not Naughty Dog, games. but the, uh, the,
4: the girl with the PS Vita playing Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never
1: saw that. I, 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 that.
0: I was kind of hoping for a Shenmue moment where I could actually turn on the PS3 and play, you know, <laughs> something. I was, I was kind of hoping for that, you know, but sadly...
1: wanted the game to be even longer? Yeah,
0: just like yeah, I'm gonna stick around here for a little bit and just play some uh some Drake. Uh but uh who knows? It, it it just kinda got the I think that would have been a neat addition, but that's way just going for whatever the budget, 100 gigabytes on my storage for my PS4 or yeah, so <laughs> it's uh it was probably way too ambitious.
2: Well you could find uh Francis Drake's ring though. And you yep. found like the precursor orb as well from Jack and Daxter.
3: Yeah.
0: That went over my head. Yeah, I found the ring, but I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, it said like Sir uh, Magnus yeah. Ipsum or wh- wh- whatever the the saying is. Uh,
0: did anyone also go after collecting the cards or the coins? Like, I mean, I looked from everywhere. I didn't get the I didn't get the achievement for. You
2: know, I, I got the achievement for the coins. I, I missed cards along the way.
0: Was yeah, cards not coins? Where's was there fifty coins? Because I know it was the states. <laughs> Was there fifty?
2: Well, there was a lot of them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they skipped one. Oh,
0: can I? Can I ask how you guys feel about the length of this game? I want to. I want to talk about this because uh, I know I, I mentioned this just briefly before, but I kind of want to feel as that this game felt to me like it almost could have ended three other times.
1: Yeah, it had a lot of false endings. There
0: was the, the Lord of the Rings <laughs> problem. Yeah, the Return of the King kind of yeah. felt, yeah. like even I, one when abby or right before you t- you know you fight right when you come to the conc- you know jesse dies and everything like i thought we're building to an end like right here maybe in the, then then i don't know 15 more hours after that <laughs> I mean. uh, and it kind of eventually comes back to it you know and then there's more to it and then you have to go back at it i don't know the, the, I honestly
1: thought there was that really sweet moment where ellie has the baby And they're outside on the tractor, and there's a beautiful sunset, and it kind of pulls away like it's the end. I'm like, oh, that's a really nice ending. Oh, no. And then there's like, how many, like, there's at least a few more hours after that, even, right? It seems like just people again, right? So,
0: please, both Abby and Ellie again.
1: yeah. Yeah. But that moment felt like such a nice little ending, but if you learn anything from playing Last of Us 2, it's not a nice game, right? So I, I feel like that would have been a bit of a disservice to the game to end it on this like final, beautiful, sweet note. So I can see why it continued from that point. But I think that even after that, there were a few other moments where you felt like, oh, okay, now definitely this is the end. And then it wasn't, so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that made it feel too long.
0: Did it hurt your experience with the game at all? Like, I, I think it might have affected my 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 feel of the game. Like, I think maybe there's a couple times where I felt like... And I am I was not by any means rushing to try to get through this game because this game comes out, what, uh what, seven years after
1: mm-hmm. this came out?
0: The last one came out in 2013, I think. Yeah. So I'm like, these don't come out very often, so I'm going to take my time beating this game. But I think to me that it, maybe it maybe this is just another check mark against why i think i like the first one better maybe sometimes a little less is more but i i don't don't know if anyone else feels the same exact way no
2: like i think all the story beats were the right ones despite all the false endings i'm I'm happy with the way it ended it it, it's definitely intentional right you got that that cyclical violence that just never ends and it's even if ellie's story is done it's going to keep going so that was intentional if anything i would shorten like i just wanted to get to that fucking hospital like it it felt like there was like five hours where i was like on my way to that thing and i could see it but then you like fall into sewers and you have to swim places and you have to go over overpasses and it's just so long so i think some of the gameplay sections especially for me without like a mini map or any way to navigate i just i kept getting getting lost or turned around or uh, so I felt those portions could be shortened, but for, for the story beats like, you know, I, I just beat Xenoblade Chronicles and Final Fantasy 7 and you know, I'm working on Dark Cloud 2. Like, these are long games, like 75 plus hours, so this one felt short, but uh, for the type of game it is, I think it was the right length.
4: Yeah, definitely, I would say right length. I, I felt really good about that because there was all those false endings where I was thinking, if this is the end of the game, unfortunately, I'm going to be disappointed. And then they're like, more game. And I was like, thank you. And it kept going. And when the game finally ended, I I was like, okay, yeah, this is a great place to stop. The first game, I would have liked to be longer. Once we get under, I don't know, uh, narrative experiences, I tend to want longer games, especially if it's a strong narrative. And once I realized that this game was going to be longer than the first game, I was like, that's great. That's then as I was getting to like, this is almost twice as long as the first game. I love this so much. (laughs) I, I, I know there are some, I've seen complaints about some of the meandering sections kind of, uh, as Dean was saying, like, uh, right when you first get to Seattle, you can kind of wander around and explore buildings. It kind of, again, sets up, a almost like a false pacing because, oh, is this how the whole game is going to be? It's oh, it's just an open world game. And then it jumps you back into the kind of the linear structure. But I, I liked a lot of those meandering parts because it gives us more time with the characters. They're constantly talking, constantly giving you a look into who there are, the personalities make you care about them more. So I, I was pretty happy overall.
1: I also think that there's something a little bit different about this game. Like, In Last of Us 1, the story is shorter, but also like everyone you meet along the way, you're still on just one single path, right? You're Ellie and Joel trying to get to the fireflies. Whereas this one, you spend a lot of time with Abby. It does a lot of jumping back and forth in time. Like I found that a little bit sometimes jarring, like they jumped a little bit too much, I think in her story, like, Time-wise, back in the past, the forward, backwards, like I'm like when in a dream what, sequence, what, pepper it, in some dream sequence. What is happening? But then there's this complete side story with levin Yara that doesn't fit into anything except for to build. I, I I mean I understand why it's there because it's a big ask for you to get on board with Abby, and so that like like Ryan, you were saying, that's that kind of parallel relationship with Joel and Ellie that you're, that they're forcing you into, that's allowing you to like, understand Abby better, connect to her a little bit better. But that that's a little bit different from the first one, because that side story going to the island, that's has nothing to do with the story that we thought that we were part of. And it's just, it's a decision that Abby makes, like, I can't, she's having these nightmares about these kids dying. So she has to go and save them. But that's a, that's a complete side story. Like it almost could have been one of those. You could choose to do that or not, but it, I mean, you have to do it. So I feel like if we, if that relationship didn't happen at all, then it's really hard to get on board with Abby as, as one of the main protagonists and play her like truthfully, right? Like, yes, I understand her motivations now because you're so like, it's what the first game did so well, right? It connected you to the play, people that you're playing. And the ask was so much bigger in Last of Us 2 that they have to give you those moments. But I think that adds to the story, right? Like all of that Seraphite stuff is just like, it's it's not the linear path, right? It's this extra bit that they add on. And they could have explored that even more. Like that's a pretty deep story like that I, whole cult.
0: I, I think that would have been more interesting towards the end, as opposed to just tacking on the Rattlers. I felt a little tacked on to me, like a like, oh, here's another group that right at the end, don't worry about it, because you just you just gotta run through them to get to to Abby. When you're when you're hunting down Abby, you're trying to track her down, uh, and she gets kidnapped by this group called the Rattlers. That that felt a little tacked on to me, and uh, that's I mean I don't know, maybe they could have put more in documents saying something like that. I don't know, maybe I didn't, I missed it, but I, I felt like.
5: I felt like the idea of the Rattlers, the purpose of them was to be like, just like another group, like like Mm. all these other groups that are trying to cut their piece of the pie. Mm. But, you know, the whole game is about all of us are just trying to look out for ourselves, our family and our friends, and we're all the same, right? And it's just circumstance that leads us to fighting each other when, you know, ultimately we're all trying to just get by, survive, you know? And uh, the, when when you're playing Abby and she starts to learn this, as you're playing it, they 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 get a little ham fisted with it because as you're starting to realize it, a lot of the enemies will call out to their friends who have died around this time of the game. So they'll be like, "Oh no, Harriet!" You know, <laughs> and you'll be like, "Oh, I guess I shot that person's friend, Harriet." You know, and you start <laughs> kept picking up more, and maybe they've been happening the whole time except now you're more attuned to it and you're listening for it because you're realizing these are all people.
0: So speaking of killing people, let me ask, did you try to avoid killing people as much as possible or did you just go full on, I'm uh, um, John Rambo here and all of you are going to die. I, I'll, I'll say this. There's a couple times I've almost always started when I go into an area, unless it's like clickers or uh, what? Yeah, unless it's the infected. I'm going to try to kill all of them, but I'm not going against the place. I'm going to try to sneak and, you know, and, and get them from behind or something like that. Unless someone gets alerted, then, you know, pulling out the, the big guns and we're going wild here. Cause I'm not dying. But when it came to the humans, I almost always try to sneak around unless it was just, unless it was just like, I got like a bad loop where someone's just back and forth. And like, I, I, you know, I'm like, all right, I had enough of trying to patience, trying to get you to move on Bang, You know, here's my silenced pistol or my bow. It then comes in the battle. I, I almost tried to, and I, I was able, I was lucky enough to do it, but I'll admit towards the end, like I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to kill the dogs. It's your choice to kill the dogs or not. I didn't want to kill the dogs, but towards the end, I'm like, eh, goodbye, dog. You know, I'm not putting up with this rattler dog. I've I've went 20 some hours without killing a dog in this game. Whatever. You know, I'm not putting up with the same art. Kill this master he's charging at me. Sorry. But uh, did anyone else how did how did you play? This did, were you were you a killer or were you were you a less a killer? I don't know how how does how do you guys play this game?
2: I, I was the same way. I, I played stealth as much as I could, and you can play quite a bit of the game just in stealth mode. I put all my perks toward you know faster crouching or faster prone position stuff. All my perks into or all my my workbench bolts into like scopes and silent weapons. Uh, the bow, crossbow, and the, the pistol. Yeah, so I played pretty much the same way. I, I made sure to kill everybody, uh, not so much the people, but if they were infected, like I killed every infected on on every map. And uh, I don't know, I remember thinking that, like when I was a kid, I used to go over to my neighbor's house, he had a butterfly net or a, a bug net, and I used to take his and mine and like put them together. We had a pond behind our house and we used to go after dinner and just catch all the mosquitoes and just like crush them on the sidewalk. And we were, like, single-handedly trying to, like, extinct a species like this pest, right? Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking, like, man, I, I can't let any of these things survive. These, I'm doing these my part. Kept... Yeah. And, yeah, doing my part, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to change the game at all. There's there's totally areas that you can run right by them. The only part I did have a problem with, or not a problem, but trouble with, were the dogs. Especially when you, like, try to knife kill the dogs. Like, it's, it's pretty brutal. Uh, right. and, and I understand you know, the grounded reality of, of why they're using dogs. And, you know, it, it, it's realistic for sure, but I, I would prefer to just sort of snipe them out from far away so I don't have to watch it. I don't know if it's scripted or not, but there was, uh, there was a couple points where they called out the dogs' names. But there was, yeah, one particular point where the guy was like, Bear, no! Mm-hmm. And I, I know a couple dogs named Bear. And it, you fast forward or, or rewind, I guess, when you're playing as Abby and you're back in day one and you're in the kennel, Playing with the dogs there.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's
2: a guy on the side, and he's like, here, Bear, here. And he like g- is giving Bear a treat, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yep. This dog had a name. And now I'm playing fetch with him. And I killed him. Like it, 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 it it's a genius, like a gameplay mechanic, brutal gameplay mechanic, but same with Alice, right? Mm. Like you, you spend so much time with Alice, and then you yeah, Alice doesn't make it. So
4: yeah, I I uh the only the only thing my first encounter that had me given given second thoughts was the dog i was like no don't make me don't make me kill dogs but no. i played uh, much like any stealth game i play stealth the entire time uh games like metal gear you there's benefits to not killing anybody there's no incentive in this game uh all infected have to die and all these people are out to get me so i'm just going to take care of them because I've played the first game so much, I feel like I'm pretty good at this game. So I almost take pride like how fast can I clear out these 10 people without getting caught? And I'll just zip one person next just take them all out. So so nothing survives in, in mine. If there is the if there was a, a more of a reason why or some benefit to not. Then maybe I wouldn't have, but yeah, I, I everything, everything stealth, take them all out.
2: Those whistles that the scars do is, is one of the most unsettling things in any game. Like for, for me, anyway, crawling through the grass and hearing like somebody way over there whistling, and then somebody like right behind me whistling back, and you're just like, oh shit, right there. It's, it's such a genius. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you call it, enemy. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's so. Yeah, it's so smart, and it made me so unsettled any time I was going through Seraphite territory.
3: Yeah, for me, definitely, I would always do the stealth route. I'm a little more impatient of a gamer, so if I have a hard time in an area and I've done stealth route a few times and I keep failing, I might just say, you know what, I got a little bit of extra ammo. I think I could just dump some bullets into these guys and just you know, get through this real quick because I get a little impatient. But I do love the stealthy parts, um, just going through. I did like trying to figure out passive infected. Some rooms you can sneak through without like a, uh, making any of them notice you, especially if there's just mostly just clickers in the room. But um, for the most part, uh, guns blazing, uh, sneak around, stab people in the neck. And then when we actually switched to Abby, I really did miss Ellie's uh, switchblade quite a bit, especially against the clickers you have to go back to the old, the first game basically where you have to have the shivs to insta- insta-kill the clickers when you were doing that for 10 hours already. that That's a little obstacle that, that you have to get past in that in that section of the game, but it kind of made it more interesting and made Abby's playstyle a little more unique, which is not a bad thing. And I actually ended up liking her playstyle a little bit more. Um, her upgrade tree is a little bit more than Ellie's, I think. Uh, I think she has some more interesting weapons too. So, Yeah.
0: You know, I'll admit to, to like the whole, um, like I said, I, I tried to be as sneaky as possible, but I think after dying a few times on the area and I could see like where I needed to be sometimes, especially with the scars, I, I just like, I know there's a point in time where like I made it almost to the end and I got, you know, flagged or tagged or something like that. And I just said F it and just bust my way to the door and they just get through the door and just quickly, you know, mash triangle, to slowly open the door and get through. And it, it worked a few times where, I I know I did a few times where I think I just I I got frustrated with the area and it's what mostly only happened with the humans too. I just bust for the door and just slammed it behind me because I didn't. I I know I did it for sure in the last level where they were behind me chasing. Miles, how how did you play this game? Did you do a lot of sneaking around, or did you try to kill as many humans as possible, or what? How did you play this? I like
5: uh, I like trying to be a sneaky guy in theory. You know, I like everything there is to be, everything that goes along with being the sneaky guy, except for the sneaking. You know what I mean? Because then I got these guns, I want to shoot them. (laughs) And there's all these people out there that want to get shot. Uh, And that's part of the joy of the game for me. I thought it was a real treat to play as Abby because she was in such better shape than... Ellie, like you felt like she could go a little faster, she could climb a little faster, she could fight a little better, you know. And I was like, this will be kind of neat to go back to playing Ellie and feel so restricted, you know. After you get a taste of what's out there, it actually makes me want to go to the gym. Maybe almost, almost.
0: <laughs> well, she, she, she. Um, they describe her as she's built like an ox a couple times. You know, like a few people make reference to her because she's got some huge arms. You know that's one thing you'll notice right away when you first meet her. But my big complaint about that isn't that it's so much the animation for her running, because I hated it, and it reminds me of how the Hulk runs. You know, with the arms swinging out to the side, and I'm like, it seems like to me it's I don't know if it's very comic book intended, but to me I'm like I don't know anybody who runs with besides the Hulk who runs like this. So if anything that's my one complaint about Abby having huge arms. I know she was probably filling in the Joel role where he's the more brutally strong and everything. And, and there, there's story for her too. Cause you play as her younger and she's not big in that point. And when you come back to the end where you have this final, I guess, Kojima like battle in, in the, 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 the pond or wherever the ocean, but she's not as big as she's been being crucified at, on this, on, at this ocean pier. But they like they mentioned several times that like she's like well let's get back to training she takes it very serious I don't know did that did that bother anyone else uh, to me that it, it just stuck out to me I'm like wow I don't know this is a, something I guess for me
4: it made it made sense for her character especially once you figure out who she is when they first introduced you to her that her entire motive was to take out Joel so you know how 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 better to prepare for revenge than, you know, focus on yourself, make yourself the strongest machine for killing that you can. And they also showed in one of the flashbacks that, you know, they had a full access to a gym and everything. I I think it just, it made sense.
2: Yeah. If you walk around the cafeteria, when you're with Manny getting those burritos there, um, you can talk to a lot of people and and talk about, Hey, how much did you press? And, she's you know everybody knows she's like the ox right and her like melee attack animations there's so many of them like you're in that warehouse and you're like smashing people up against like the the, the plywood or like breaking the 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 whole uh, whatever you call it the scaffolding and all the wood falls down you're like crushing their head with your boot like she's like a brick shit house man
1: mm-hmm
4: before we move on from combat i I do want to talk a little bit about like the brutality of everything this could just be me i like playing violent games and whatnot but there's uh, i don't know if like catharsis is the right word but as you're beginning to play through the game with ellie and like you're just seeing how violent it is now you can like take off limbs and watch the people like scream out in pain as, they, as they bleed out and stuff. It felt very like fitting, like to the the motive. Cause Ellie was so like revenge. She's out to, to get everybody uh, It uh kind of made it almost like downplayed the level of violent violence a little bit where it was like far later in the game, as you're starting to see like both sides of the conflict, when you're starting to kind of feel for these people as you're
2: eviscerating them.
4: Uh,
2: yeah, that shotgun, man. I, I don't think I've ever seen a game that can dismember so many limbs with that a shotgun. Like, it, it is graphic.
4: Yeah, and that was always my go-to when things went down. Like, yeah. when you finally get revealed, I was like, okay, I'm not going to bother with the stealth. Pull out the shotgun.
0: <laughs> Especially with, like, clickers or uh, the the one that sprayed the gas or, uh, that would take out, if you put their head, it'll take them out pretty quick. Um, that and Molotovs are pretty good against them. Uh, anyone else have any go to weapons or weapons they didn't use? Um, I want to point out that I think with Abby, I did not use the Hunter pistol hardly ever, with the exception, I think, of one time when I was really running low on ammo and I I knew I had like nine bullets in that gun. So I pulled it out and. But like I hardly ever used that that weapon. You can make bullets
5: for that gun. That was one of the things that was appealing about that gun. One shot
3: kill too.
0: I didn't level it up so I guess I didn't get that strength then, so
3: <laughs> a, a weapon I, I tried later on in the game. Um, I had crafted explosive arrows before, but I had actually never tried them. So I, I go over and it's like near the end and I'm in uh, Santa Barbara with Ellie in that section and that shambler like in that mansion. I was like, you know what? I haven't tried the explosive arrow and I shot it at him and he just exploded into a bunch of chunks. And I was just like, holy crap, why haven't I been using this weapon more
0: often? So yeah. That was Save a that for cool humans. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used it on a human accidentally because I thought I was trying to be sneaky, hiding underneath uh, one of the trucks <laughs>
5: yeah, and when just, you don't know.
0: Yeah, and I'm like shit because then all of a sudden, like you know, like the the scars are sort of whistling. They're like over here, and I'm like shit. So like my cover was completely blown. It was great because the guy completely turned into like um the guy from RoboCop, which just you know just completely popped in, in the pieces. <laughs> and I'm like, well, gotta get moving now. So.
1: Can I ask you guys a question about when you got the bow? Like, if you were reading all of the stuff about this, like, the winner of the archery tournaments and stuff like that, like, Miles and I were convinced that he was going to be the first person that kind of joins you on your thing. Like, we're really excited. We're like, oh, my God, this bow and arrow guy is going to join us. His name was joined- Boris. Boris is going to join us. And it was like, and then we found him dead. And we were like, oh, no. <laughs> all right, well, I'll still take the bow. But I we were so sure that we were going to meet him. Like, like,
5: every house had a reference to Boris in it. And I was like, oh, Boris is going to be the best.
1: Us. He's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, just I was find expecting him. It. Yeah, we were just going to find him like just shooting arrows into zombies' heads and stuff. But no, it was not to be. But
5: Instead, so we... we found his training ground and he was dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping, though. But I do like that they kind of built that up, like especially because you're you're Ellie at that point. Because right?
5: at so. least you know you're getting a bow soon. Yeah,
1: like that's that's why we're like, oh well, you know, an Ellie and a bow, that's good. So,
2: did you guys get the um, silent submachine gun? Yep. At the end there, mm-hmm. that that was probably my favorite yes. weapon. It you didn't have it for long, but that was fun.
0: It's probably a little too over P, you know, P. Yeah. It was great to, just,
3: to get through that section, right? Basically, they give it to you so you can get through that ending section quicker. Well,
0: it's definitely because, uh, well, you trick. There's uh, another relating question to that because you force that one guy into that clicker hanging upside down and he gets bitten. And they think, well, the guy, um, the one guy who you take down with that gun, he says like, well, if you her, her, you can probably still get to her on the beach. Do you think Abby was infected? Because they even the guys in the jail, like she's infected, but I, she didn't seem bit. I think I don't, they say
5: that she's dead for sure just because they've left her out there.
0: I thought one of the prisoners for sure mentioned she was bit. Or if, maybe meaning didn't say she was bit. Maybe she just said she's infected. I think that's what I thought I heard. But I think,
4: I think they, somebody said that she's probably dead, but I, I don't remember hearing anything about her being infected.
0: And probably the only reason she survived is because she was Billy such Ganox. a beast. Yeah. yeah. Well, at, at that time, when you see her like being crucified on the beach, she's not nearly as big as she is. You know, throughout the game, We imagine she's been hanging there for for some time now. Well, not eating properly as a slave in this camp, right? Not, like not getting burritos anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just was curious if anyone thought the same thing too. Like, oh, does her story go on with her just like rescuing?
2: No, I think the the very end of the game, sort of. Shows that the boat is sitting at Catalina Island, right? Like that is the new start screen, mm-hmm. and it just kind of shows that her and Lev made it to the Fireflies on the yeah, Like they're 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 safe. That's how I understood it, anyway.
0: That'd be an interesting take of the next Last of Us is, you know, Abby's whole story basically. Uh,
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
3: I also um, like. On one of- Go ahead. Sorry, I listened to an, an interview with Neil Druckmann, and he did confirm that was Catalina Island on that second screen.
2: He Um, did or did not?
3: He did, yes. Oh,
2: really? Okay, sweet. Yeah, so I'm guessing... So you
3: kind of can infer that Abby and Lev made it there, you know?
5: I'm kind of into that story, though. Like, I'd like to see where that goes, too. Give Ellie a break. Maybe come back to her when she's, like, in her 50s. (laughs) She's a badass
4: bee. (laughs) We're not missing
0: fingers. Uh, Yeah,
4: the whole whole, uh, island implication, though, it kind of you kind of get the assumption because they're like, Oh yeah, well, let's go to an Island. And they couldn't, if you ever seen the Dawn of the dead remake, they go to an Island and thing. <laughs> the, the zombies are there too. So it's like, for me, it's like, I, are they safe? We, we don't know.
0: I, I didn't realize that. you guys just mentioned that. Cause it definitely, it, that is the way the original title screen is. It's your, uh, you see a boat floating on water tied up by the shore and then once you beat the game, it's on. I guess this island. It's a. It's sunny. It's a sunny island. And it goes from being this fog overpass uh, view, but I didn't realize that until you pointed that out. I wanted to mention what did you guys think of the performances of this game? And um, I, I'll start. I'll start off. I mean, I think they're amazing. Everyone's gonna probably generally have the same exact feel, but I kind of wanted to stand out. You know. I, I want to mention Troy Baker here for his performance of Joel because it's how much how little he is in the game. I, I I think he almost absolutely steals every moment in this game, basically, and like the hardest moments emotionally, in my opinion, are all the ones dealing with Joel. And perfectly executed for the whole death and everything too. It's, it made it harder watching those scenes knowing that Joel's dead. I don't know, but that's just that's
3: my. I don't know if you want to <laughs> uh, Seeing him being vulnerable in that very, very last scene. Um, he, he takes down that Joel wall for, you know, just a minute to talk to Ellie and he starts to tear up and she sees it. She doesn't acknowledge it because that's how Ellie is and she doesn't hug him or anything, but they have that moment. Um, I feel like that's almost like a perfect ending to this game. Uh, that flashback and uh, his acting in that scene is just, just flawless. I think, I think all the acting across the board is awesome in this game, but he definitely is a standout. I agree with that.
5: And I think this, the, the acting, the voice acting for this game, it, they have a, they have a lot to hold up to, right? I mean, they, they knocked out of the park the first time, but it's more than that. It's like, it has to match the gameplay, right? Like it has to match that tone of that gameplay. And that tone is dark. This might be one of the darkest games I've ever played. Just like dystopian nightmare. Like, No hope left, like just pure hopelessness. That's what you know, that's a feeling you get, and the actors do such a good job of complimenting it.
0: I think if I'm gonna back someone up who's probably has the second best performance, I'll say it's probably Laura Laura Bailey as Abby. I think, I think, I think she probably was even better than Ellie in in my interpretation of this game. I, I really liked Abby as a character, but I really much enjoyed her performance so much so that I think I would be fine. With her being the lead in the next game. But she, and that's how, that's how you continue made the story. She had the best moment, I think.
5: Like the biggest moment for me in the entire game was her and Lev in the camp. And Lev says, But your people killed, you know, everyone, mm-hmm. right? Killed my sister. And then she just looks at Lev and goes, You're my people, right? Mm-hmm. And like that moment is so powerful because it's it summarizes the entire game, right? Like, like it doesn't matter, like your connections don't matter. When you when you find your people, you know they're your people, and ah, uh, it just so much leads up to that moment, and it still gives me goosebumps when I think about it. Yeah,
3: now. when 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 you're all together and you're all the last of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will Sorry. say, voice
4: video game voice actors need so much more credit than what they get. It's disappointing they don't get. More credit. I mean, there's the notables, and a bunch of them are in this game, but yeah, they uh, amazing, amazing job.
0: You know, it's 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 so much so that I think it's gonna be high expectations for the HBO show that the when it comes out. Yeah, Uh, I mean, they I think I like everything that they're putting in place right now. With the guy who's the creative man, creative person behind Chernobyl for HBO is in charge of it the expectations are going to be very high because I think, well, everyone loves the performances. I think of these games so much. So it's like, you better get someone good to play these people. You know, it's it's going to be very tough for for that. And I think people are going to hold that against even maybe the actors for the the series.
3: Yeah. it's, it's it's a really a testament to like the facial capture technology that's in this game. Every little subtle movement is like captured. So like you can get such an emotive, like, seen from any character. And of course, they act it on set as well. It's just a marvel to look at. And you really do feel like they're real people coming off the screen.
1: And this this cast also has some like film and television actors in it as well, besides people who are known just for video game voiceover acting. So, you know, you can kind of see that that there has to be some kind of draw to the storytelling in this to bring in like what I would I don't I want to call but like proper actors like people who work on in film and television right? television so, actor <laughs> oh, thespians the if you will but,
4: um, and they do uh, like not only the voice but like they do all the acting mm-hmm. you know they got the whole what, the King facial Kong technology <laughs> and all that uh, yeah and, and uh, as Josh was saying the, the quality of the facial animations is just I uh one of one of my favorite parts in the game is something missable early on you go to the music shop with Ellie and Abby and Ellie plays a, a, her version of Take on Me and as she's singing the song when she says uh slowly learning life is okay like her face like you could tell right at that moment she just thought of the experiences that she went with through with Joel like she totally was thinking of Joel at that moment and the, the just goes to show the power of the technology, uh, as well as the, the the actors behind it.
3: Yeah, I think that's my favorite scene in the entire game. Um, it's just a pure moment, and uh, another. That's another side of that is the dean of facial animation. She she's just so into it, so happy. They're just like in this perfect moment of bliss in this horrible, you know, rundown world, which is pretty nice.
2: Yeah, one of the earlier cutscenes when Joel's playing to. Ellie is another one where just the facial expressions of Ellie tell, because throughout the whole first game, he's saying, you know, he's he's, he's a bit of a singer and he can play guitar and she's like, you're going to sing to me. Like when we get out of this, you're going to sing me a song. And so this is the first time you see Joel play a song for Ellie and just her face sort of recapping everything that happened in the first game, just with expressions is like, this is still this generation, man. Can't
0: and, and, and that song keeps coming back throughout the game too. Um, yeah, it's the real yeah. beats in the game too. I I did like the fact how they actually made you play the guitar in this game too, with the uh, the trackpad on the uh, the PlayStation. I so much so though like even though like they the practice option, I'm glad other people had the same idea because I didn't see anyone else do it. I just know because I used to. Being in bands when I was in high school. So I learned how to play guitar. I learned how to play bass and I learned how to play drums. So I have a general idea for it. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to play about a girl by Nirvana because that's the first song I've ever learned how to play on a guitar. Cause it's essentially just two chords. It's E minor and G. So I'm just like, all I have to do is do it. in this beat. And it's not as simple as, is it, as it sounds, but like seeing people online playing, you know, different covers and, I saw someone doing uh, "Nothing Else Matters" by Metallica, and I, I just thought it was great that people are taking the time learning how to play <laughs> in a video game. It's, I guess a stupid little side piece like that. I just thought it was great that you stood out to me. So I, I don't know if anyone else sat down and played some guitar.
5: This yeah, I tried to. Uh, I tried to write some bangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Catherine, what do you think of my uh, my work?
1: Miles on is the not
5: guitar?
1: he's <laughs> not musical at all, and so there was that. When she finds the guitar in the cinema, I think that's mm-hmm. miles is like, oh, perfect and he like is was it or it might have been the first guitar you find but he when you can go back and practice, he just it sounds awful. He's just like plonk plunk plonk plunk plunk plonk. He's like, this one's for you, Dina. Plonk, 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 plonk. It was like it was such a beautiful moment. And then Miles continues to play this. Like, I added garbage. my own comic
5: relief because things were getting a little too uh, intense for me. I was me.
1: like, Oh, it's such a sweet moment that you completely ruined. That's uh, fine.
5: Every time I saw a guitar, I picked
1: it up. <laughs> Put it down. He was like changing keys and everything all the time. I'm like, uh I think it's designed so that if you don't change it, that pretty much any chord you play can kind of work together. But the thing
0: about music is that you know you can write your own rules. It's true, so. <laughs> that's punk rock when you start making up your own music, man. Yeah that
1: was, was rock, yeah, that was not punk rock when he was playing. was not punk rock. But it was funny. So,
0: you know, the funny thing is that's the one thing Ellie should look forward to because you only need to have two fingers to play uh, power chords, uh, and th- that was. I'm surprised Abby has the jaws of a Rottweiler to bite off someone's fingers, let alone two, let alone two, uh, which is pretty graphic. And then eventually uh, the last thing you do before walking out the door is you play guitar and you're not able to hold down all the correct strings because you only have three fingers on, on your hand here. Same same for me.
3: But basically (laughs) the same. (laughs) If you think about it at the end of this game, what does Ellie even have anymore? She basically wasted ruined everything she had she destroyed her entire life just trying to get back at this one person. She got hyperfixated on it, you know.
5: How brutal did you feel for her though when she left her home? You're just yeah. like, "No! No! Don't do it. Come yeah. on. It's so much better. You're done." And, and
4: and to top it off that the fact that they They answered the question. Did she ever find out? Like she, she knew like for years Mm -hmm. that they could have cured her. Joel uh, took away her reason, you know, the the meaning to her life, as she was saying, and then doing all this stuff, knowing the fact that all of that. Like
2: that surprised me. I totally thought the Tommy line from the beginning. Like it starts off. Joel tells Tommy he sort of tells her everything it tells him everything that happened and tommy says just before he goes in on the horse uh i'll take that one to my grave and i was like okay well tommy's gonna die but before he dies he's gonna tell ellie yeah
4: okay. I, I was certain that's how it was gonna
2: yeah, yeah. and he didn't die he, he died like three times but he didn't die
0: <laughs> and then he and then he guilted uh, ellie back into it so yeah because he, he was obsessed with it as much as probably more so than ellie at that one point where he guilted her back yeah. into it where
2: well, there's that, that whole moth symbolism, right? Like you see it everywhere. You see a big tattoo on her arm of the moth. You see it on her guitar. You see you see it everywhere. The loading screen are moths. She's just, she's constantly going toward that light, toward that firefly, toward Ellie or Abby.
3: Yeah, um, I was thinking about like the the way they echo the revenge story. Abby is at the, basically when you meet Abby and she kills Ellie, I mean, she kills Joel um that's the end of her revenge tale right she's finding joel this entire time so you're seeing her at the end of her revenge tale not really feeling better after killing joel and then you're seeing ellie at the beginning of her journey trying to get back at her so it's kind of like this interesting like like uh echo there between the two characters
0: She had her dead to rights, and do you think she just was like, I'm returning the favor because she could have killed her multiple times and she didn't? Is that because I'm still kind of, I guess, because the game's still fresh for me, where like why she had her under the water where you thought she was done for, and then she just like pulls back and lets her go, you know?
4: Forgiveness, she thought of that moment and remembered that despite everything, you can still find forgiveness. And that's what made it so much because that, that final scene with, with Joel was like that was heavy. And then and she had that, that flashback as she was drowning her. And that I think that was in the entirety of that is that if she can forgive Joel for what he did, you know, maybe she can forgive Abby, especially considering all the circumstances that they had been through. It's kind of that's how I felt about it.
1: I think they start to recognize themselves in each other as well, right? That, that they're driven by, they were driven by the exact same thing, right? Um, seeking revenge for the loss of a loved one at the hands of, like knowing who it, who it was that that killed them and having that ability to like, the drive to go after that person. And they start, I think she recognizes, you know, that how, how am I in the right if she was just doing the exact same thing? right like you start like those parallels they're forced on you but you really like the, like they really are converging converging on the point where they both realize it in each other like you're, you you know it from the very beginning like miles is like he's like i know what they're trying to do i don't appreciate it like right at the very beginning because he was just like i i know what they want me to think and i know how they want me to feel but i don't like it but i think that's what that last scene is it's it's them like both times when they let the other one go it's them realize it's it's that realization that how i'm no different from you really right
5: it's just circumstance that let us to this
1: and it's not going to end right like i don't know it was it was a lot like when it ends like even while you're playing it like you said you also need to take breaks from it like there are mm-hmm. moments where you're just like okay i need to i need a break i need to pause because it is asking you to think about a lot of things, to question your own actions, to question everything you believed up to that point leading into the game, halfway through the game, you know, at the end of the game, you're still, like, questioning everything. And so, like, that's a, you know, that's just something that's very unique to, I find that this very unique to The Last of Us game, where they're, you know, they, they're making you think outside of the game, while playing the game, you know, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but
0: I, I'll, I'll echo that. I did take several breaks to this game, especially for some heavy moments after the tour. It's just like, I'm like, you know, that I need a, I need like a, a glass of water here or something like that. <laughs> I, I just like just need a break. Just kind of what it was is I just needed a break. I like I, I was having some three hour sessions, but like when those moments happen, I'm like, all right, I guess I can go flip the laundry here. No, so. so. <laughs>
4: It's good to have time to process things like uh, this is just a me thing. But, it, you know, the whole binge culture with like Netflix shows, like I don't like that because you don't uh, you don't give time to process uh, anticipation and all that. So you know I would play. You know, I had some long sessions like there's one day I, I'm pretty sure I played eight, maybe 10 hours that entire yeah. day. But I still liked to take extended breaks to just take more time to process it and let it sink in and kind of think about things uh, as much as I wanted to get to the end as fast as I could. Like I really kind of savored this game and took my time with it.
0: I wanted to point out something too, that I think kind of stuck out for me as playing as Ellie. And I think when I was playing as Ellie, I only wanted to play as Ellie, you know, compared to when I, the first game where you play as Joel and Ellie's takes along. I didn't want Dina taking along for this for this, or Jesse, or Tommy. When I'm Ellie, I just wanted to be myself. And there's moments like that where you're just by yourself. But, and may, it maybe it's because how the story was being driven at that at this point in the game, too. You know, it, maybe it's just because I was on full-on revenge mode. I didn't want anyone else taken along for this. So, I, I don't know if anyone felt the same exact way. But for Abby, on the other hand, I was all fine with uh, Lev take, you know, taking along. But for Ellie, I was just like, no, I, I just want to be by myself. And he, like I said, I you do play for all those other moments, I'm like, I know you're here. And that's maybe that's all intended because now I'm thinking about it as I'm staying out here. I'm like, yeah, you know, cool that you're along, but, you know, scram. And, uh, you know, I don't want you to, I guess, you know, Ellie just doesn't want them there because they get hurt. Like, she doesn't want Dina to get hurt or Jesse to get hurt. And ultimately, I mean, it ha- bad, bad things happen to both sides of these people with uh, Owen dying for Abby and, and, well, I don't know if she really cared for, uh, for her, what's her face, Mel? Was it Mel? Yeah. yeah I don't think she really was more than Mel. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what's it called uh, is one of those where, where Jesse died because he's there protecting his friend, or he's there for his friend. But it's for those moments like, and, like I said, now I think about myself. It like I do not want him there because, and maybe it's just for me because I'm trying to get my revenge for killing Joel. And <laughs> I'm, I guess that's the whole intended purpose. I'm focused on one thing, and they're there to say, you know, hey, you know. Maybe don't do this or I don't yeah. know. They're,
1: they're not, they're not, they don't have the same motivation. And then there is the potential that they will try to stop you. And mm-hmm. you are so focused on, on just getting this revenge that anyone that, anyone that comes along that's a potential barrier to that is not welcome. Right. And mm-hmm. it she can, as well as not wanting them to get hurt, but they're, they're all just as, they're all just as skilled as she is. They're not, you know they're they've been doing this for however long as well right and mm-hmm. she's actually new to this whole group of people going on control and stuff like that right so mm-hmm. so i mean i believe in their abilities to do exactly what like all the same things that ellie can do but the difference is they're not as motivated to just seek revenge and and they ellie will stop at nothing like or you think at, at that especially early on she, you be, truly believe she will stop at nothing to seek to get this revenge. And, and Jesse and Dina, n- none of those people, like they would probably talk her out of it. They, and they probably, ha- and they have tried to talk her out of it like throughout the, the story, right? So, mm. Just I like mean, Ellen
3: and Mel. Yeah.
5: Um, I, I wanted to say, I felt the opposite actually. Like whenever I was alone as Ellie, I was more nervous. I was like, I kind of wish a Joel-like character was here right now. Just to, you know, watch my back a little bit. I I felt nervous. I didn't like being alone in that world.
3: Yeah, and uh, one thing that is another like echo for Abby for that situation is she loves Owen a lot. And they were a couple at one point. And her drive to get revenge kind of put a wedge in their relationship to the point where he moved on and got another woman pregnant and um, they still had a thing on the side kind of, but uh, he, she never wanted to commit to it cause she wanted to go and train instead for, you know, that uh, eventual, hopefully catching Joel and doing the deed.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Owen didn't even want to be there with the wolves. He wanted to be back with like the fireflies and he always kind of believed. Uh, so he, get the whole, I guess with him. Uh, I don't know. That was, I don't know. I don't know what I mean with that. I just basically I was just like the I guess that was a good turning point for me with, with Owen too, is basically kind of that the hope that the fireflies were still out there. I guess that's a good way to bring time was, back to another story or something. So
3: I was also I went back and rewatched the original trailer from for this game, and they have the Fireflies logo in it, and of course Joel's there and everything. That that's that bait and switch has basically been starting since then. But I'm like, we didn't really see the fireflies in this at all. We kind of had this there was murmurings and they talked about it a lot. Like the fireflies are still there. So I think if they eventually do do a sequel, which they might, who knows? I don't know if I, we need that, but if they did, they would probably, that would be the thread they would tug on. I think is trying to discover the new fireflies or the rebuilding of the fireflies. Do you think we'll get a DLC before a sequel? What, what type of DLC do you think we'll get?
4: Uh, I think Druckmann said that there will not be any. Oh, story no? DLC. there's nothing.
0: No, sorry, you'll see um uh, i know yeah, just,
5: right after i finished playing it I was like I wish there was something more I could play like I put a lot of time into the last of us one multiplayer I really yeah. like that game and uh I was like kind of bummed that there wasn't
3: like I still wanted
5: more of it the, but there was nothing other than playing
4: the, the new game plus
3: especially since they improved the combat so much like mm-hmm. that you know what I mean
4: there was plans, I think, for multiplayer, and they ended up dropping that like a year or so ago because they needed to focus on the game. I, I, I If I remember, and maybe, that's the like, right
3: call for sure. Yeah,
0: I, I think though there was also talks though that like they started hiring now for it, like when they were getting closer to the end, like hiring people who, to be part of the online development. So they could still probably see that in the future, the online part of the game, because it was a big hit for it. I, I think it's. Is it still online? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the servers. I know Uncharted Three got taken down. Their 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 servers for their multiplayer. But I think less uh-huh. of it's still gonna be up. The
3: yeah. remaster most likely is still there. Sure. Yeah. Um. What I was thinking, if they did do that, they could tie some storyline into like a multiplayer centered thing. Have like little cutscenes or like a little story path that you could follow based on whatever faction you are. So maybe you have like, okay, we're doing the wolf. Ne- faction there's a storyline based around this and then hey we do the rattler faction do storyline around that whatever you know they could do that if they wanted to just to build out the universe even more i I do think the the world building in this is uh basically top tier every single thing they do to just uh expand the universe and just build out all the lore I, i really appreciate that and like i love reading the notes and usually in a game if I see a note, I'm like, eh, I'm good. But in this, I read every single one, and I try to think about the people's motivations and what what the situation was that they were in when they wrote that note. And um, I went on top. Of, here's, a, here's a good one. You go on top of the watchtower, and there's a guy who's bored at work drawing dicks on uh, <laughs> on a notepad. And I was like, okay, I can relate with this guy. So yeah,
0: <laughs> a big Vini <Feeny> monster. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good times. So, so um, I think we talked a good amount. Unless, does anyone have anything else you want to say here in the game? Or I just I, like, I wouldn't mind. I'm sorry,
1: go right. ahead. There was just like something really, really minor, but like, i you know, Abby's dad was a surgeon, and I don't understand like how they've not met any other doctor in like five years, any other surgeon who's even, or scientist even who's potentially capable, like they they kind of just gave up. They were like, he's dead. And now like, that's it. Like we can't, there's no more, there's no more uh, cure. There's no possibility of a cure. And like, I I just find it strange. Like that's in so many years, there's just like no more potential for any kind of cure. And it's just done.
4: (laughs) I think they addressed that sort of, because at the time when they were trying to find a person and when they, they heard about Ellie, the, I think he was the only one qualified, like at all. It's, But yeah, there could definitely be somebody else out
1: there. The five so. years and you, you can't find anyone else who's like- He
4: must have wrote down a couple things
5: Yeah, but what he was planning right? on
1: <laughs> doing. How to, some
0: cliff notes and you know? all.
1: Yeah,
5: there could be somebody else with a college degree who wants to up their game.
1: Yeah, I just found I just found it so strange that they were just like, well, that was it and now he's dead. So, I guess we're just going to live with this infection forever.
0: Was uh he I'm sorry, but didn't you feel as if he was still kind of in the wrong for the first game cuz he was the one's like, "Sorry, this is the only way it's got to be." And he convinced uh what's her face in the first game saying, Uh-oh. "Go ahead, oh. mom." No, I'm just
5: saying, I had a lot of feelings about that mm-hmm. because even if he thought for sure she would have to die, why don't we take a week and talk about this? Yes, why does it have to be this moment right now? Mm-hmm. We can like float some ideas around, we're not like, you know, what? it doesn't have to be gung ho right
0: now, or the person's choice, or something. And she like that. Was, yeah, she was
4: unconscious the whole time. I think that's the ultimate like m- gray moral debate yeah. about the ending of the game
1: yeah that they didn't give her a voice in that decision at all right that and then it was tasked to joel and joel made a decision with his heart and then he had to live with that guilt for 5 years because
5: but it was the didn't... only decision joel would ever have made like they established yeah. they yeah. established the first thing <laughs> they established is that joel would do anything to save his daughter if he was yep. given that chance again
0: yep he lost his daughter he lost one daughter he was going to lose a second one so he was going to do whatever it took Everyone just has PTSD in these games. Mm-hmm. They're
5: all messed up, and mm-hmm. uh, you can't help but feel for everybody.
0: But bring on Last of Us Three, right, folks? Uh, <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah! <laughs> Everyone's day one for Last of Us Three here. Oh for sure. Oh yeah.
1: Dean needs Almost up until two few weeks before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He needs a, he needs a trailer <laughs> that really set the the, the the bar.
5: It could be about completely new characters, different story. There couldn't there could be no zombies in it. I'm buying it day one. I don't mm-hmm. care.
0: I'm for sure, I I'm for sure there it's it's in it. The, the big thing is like, I, I guess right now because it's so fresh and everything, and I like I'm for sure day w- one on it, but like I guess I need that little break. I don't need an Uncharted every year or an Uncharted uh Last of Us every year. I like this, I guess, like the seven year breaks, and, and then the trailer four years from now that'll be revealed where it's just that a tease, something similar like we got with the PlayStation experience in 2016. With just Ellie playing a guitar, something like that, you know, to set set the hype already to build up for four years. So
1: you're you're okay to wait seven years for the next one?
0: Yeah. I keep thinking about how old I'm gonna be,
5: every
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like and, uh, in seven years I'm gonna be like forty-four. Your reaction years time's old. gonna be slower. And then like what? Like Last of Us four? I'm over fifty playing Last of Us four. <laughs> I mean, it will happen, but it's just a weird thing to think about.
0: But this makes it feel young, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, Dean, you had something you wanna say. Something we, that we missed here.
2: Um, no, no, I don't think we missed it. Exactly. I actually wouldn't mind hearing your guys' thoughts too. Um, just in terms of, of, of a point in the game that you felt was the most emotionally impactful for, for you. Cause for me, it was definitely the fight scene. The first one between Ellie and uh, Abby in the theater because i th- i think the game does you know it does such a good job with sort of the pacing of Ellie's story for the first whatever four chapters like Jackson and the first 3 days in in Seattle and you you just have this this like unimaginable hatred for for Abby you just you hate her and and it just boils and boils and seethes and it's you know as you're getting closer you just want you 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 just want her dead like you you want to end this thing And you're in the theater, and you hear some commotion outside. You and Jesse go running up. Jesse's shot in the face. He's dead. And Tommy's on the ground, and, you know, Ellie throws her thing away, and it, like, fades to black. Or, no, Abby points the gun and says, you killed my friends, and it fades to black. And to me, that was, like, sort of like an episode eight of uh, Game of Thrones, you know, like, leading up to, like, the big action sequence, the episode nine where, like, you know, whole seasons led up to this point. And instead of doing that, the game, like, puts you back three days for Abby and you hate Abby even more for having a player. And Miles, like you said, you're like, there is no way I know what the developers are trying to do. And there is no way I'm going to feel anything for this bit. Like, just like, let's just speed run through this part. And through day one, two, three, like you, you get to know her circumstances and not, not only her motives, but, but the growth she goes through over those three days with Lev and uh, you know, losing all those friends. And then, it goes as far as by that third day when things start to really intertwine the two stories, you have to sneak into the theater and Jesse comes out and you shoot him. And then Ellie's there and you play as Abby and you have to fight. And you don't like, it doesn't turn the tables. You don't forget about what you've gone through with, with uh, Ellie, but you also have a different perspective with Abby. And because you're playing as her, like every punch you just wanted to knock Ellie out, but you also just like wanted it to miss. Like you, it was just such a mindfuck of a, of a fight that I've never seen. Like we've seen games where you have to play the antagonist for a little bit, sure. But I, I've never experienced a sequence in a game where I was so unsure of what I wanted to do. I just wanted to like pause the game and go in there and mediate and be like, hey, you know, here, here's yeah, my yeah, really, <laughs> but. It's, it's so hard. And, and to me, that was probably the most emotional moment in the game because, you know, I, I wasn't bawling fighting, but, it, you know, it was just such a powerful sequence of events that led up to this that you were sure that you just wanted Abby dead. Like, it d- didn't matter what happened. As soon as you got control of Ellie, you just wanted to take a brick to her face. And when when you're playing as Abby, you just you don't know what you want. You want to to punish Ellie for everything she's done, and and you know sort of finish out Abby's story, but you also want you know everything that that Ellie has been working so hard on. So I, I don't know. I just felt that like in a game to to do that and, and to subvert the expectations or to change my feelings so drastically over the course of ten hours, um, it, it was. Like you mentioned, Raiden in uh, in Metal Gear Solid, I played like thirty hours with that guy. I still don't like him. Like, and for for me to hate somebody so much and to to totally change my tune over the course of like a ten hour period, is uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So that, that was my favorite part of the game, the most emotionally impactful.
3: Um, I'll jump in here for my emotional like the one that hit me and actually uh, rolled a tear on this one, which I almost did a couple of other times, but when they do the flashback to the barn scene that was in the trailer from E3 a couple years ago, I hadn't rewatched that since E3. So it wasn't fresh in my mind. I kind of remembered the beats, you know, you kiss uh, Dina and Ellie kiss and they have that really nice moment while they're dancing. And then they didn't show the second half of that with Joel walking up, defending her after the guy, you know, calls her names and it was a, basically a drunk asshole. And then of course, Ellie doesn't want Joel to help her out so she goes get out of here Joel I don't need your help so and then basically that's the end of the scene and the reason it hit me so hard is because I thought that was the last thing she ever said to Joel at the time so I was like holy shit that's the last thing she ever said to Joel and then he dies like that and so I just start crying I'm like damn that's that's fucking crazy like I can't believe that's literally the last thing she had she got to say to it and of course later on we learn that isn't what she had to say. She actually reconciles with him a little bit, but at that time in the game and seeing all this brutal imagery and uh, seeing her story and everything um, that just hit me and just punched me in the gut. And yeah, this, this game has that power to bring out the emotions, both negative and, you know, positive too with those other flashbacks that had the nice, you know, beautiful scenery and everything. But yeah, that, that's the one that hit me the strongest in this game.
4: There's a lot. Uh, I'll, I I don't know if I have one favorite scene, but one that deserves a mention is uh, the flashback where Joel takes her to the natural history museum to see the dinosaurs, and the whole moment mm-hmm. with with the um, the um, oh. shuttle or the pod. Oh
2: that, yeah, that is yeah. such a great great scene.
3: The dinosaurs. I love that
2: so much. I watched that like fourteen times on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like so-
3: a, they echo the Left Behind uh, arcade scene in that, which I thought was really nice. They kind of did a repeat of that, but with a new take, you know.
2: And Like a yeah. Jurassic Park, like <laughs> yeah, retro- we love
3: putting the hats on the dinosaurs.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. And and the 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 whole piece of her imagination, like just mm-hmm. seeing a kid live this experience, was yeah, it's great.
0: I not uh, I, oh, it's I know it's a side piece, and it's not my my emotional piece though. But I just remembered seeing this because I missed it. I missed it. But there's another Left Behind kind of moment where I think you're El, you're Ellie and you're walking through a Halloween store.
3: Yeah, and you're trying to masks. Yeah,
0: yeah. But there's there's a there's a moment in there too where like I think is it with Dina? I think, and she's like, I don't like Halloween or something like that. And it's if you play Left Behind, it's because they're the tie back to that game a little bit there too mm-hmm. but i think there's a nathan drake costume in there as well mm-hmm. i know i saw someone posted online i didn't see it i didn't see it myself but i saw someone posted it, like online i'm like oh that's kind of neat it's just like i feel like maybe it's just called like adventurer or something like that but it looks like nathan drake on uh, for the costume but from probably any of my emotional like most emotional ones it's really hard to tie it down to that but i i guess the one i keep coming back to are like any of the and I mentioned earlier with the performances is probably almost anything tied with Joel. And it, it mostly the one that I can like, I, I remember when he died, that was very impactful with like, you know, her screaming saying, you know, please get up, please get up. And then, you know, take out. That was a hard scene to watch, but that, or any times, like maybe like with her teaching, teaching her guitar or her playing the guitar by herself and thinking of Joel, like anything like that basically was very, very impactful. And I know Josh, you mentioned too um, Like the last scene there too, because it's kind of the impression like she didn't forgive him, and then that happened, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's killing her inside. And it still kind of is. I I mean, it's the kind of thing I'm debating right now too. It's and maybe it's intentional like this, or I'm just reading it wrong that she's like, maybe I can forgive you, you know. I'm I'm not ready to forgive you right now, but maybe you know, like you you know, the door's not closed. But she didn't forgive me at that, that time, so maybe that's the part eating her up, and that's something I keep, you know, coming back to as well. So uh, it's hard for me to tie it down to anything, but I, I just keep circling back to those very impactful moments with Joel affecting Ellie's story, and those those are the moments that like really got to me in this game.
3: Um, the thing I do want to mention is they, if it re, it re very early in the game when you're riding with Ellie and um, Ellie and uh, Dina on the horse, she is talking about. Them finally hanging out for the first time in so long since she found out, you know, it's like, oh, we're gonna have a movie night, we're gonna watch a movie that Joel likes. And if you think about it, she hasn't seen Joel or like actually they kind of just interact, you know, as they have to. They're they're not actually like being the father daughter role at because she found out this horrible thing that he did in the past, you know she was trying to make steps towards that. And she kept talking about, Oh yeah, we're going to go hang out. And then of course that doesn't happen. So I think just the idea that she was going to make that attempt and try it, it makes it even worse that
0: he's gone. Yeah. That moment where he um, eventually tells her the truth back at the hospital. Yeah. Where he's willing to admit it just to not lose her, that he'll tell her the truth. You know, cause she promises, she just like, I will not leave Jackson. If you tell me the truth, but if you lie to me, I'm gone forever. So that, that's another great, Oh, like I said, everything for me, it's hard to me to point to it, but like everything was tied for Joel. And like I said, it, it comes back to Troy Baker's performance where I think it stands out so much. So with how little he is in the game, it's very impactful. Yeah. So, um, but I'll, I'll wrap it up here unless we have something else we pointed out or we forgot to point out here.
1: There was only one thing that I was going to point out at some point. It was just, I really appreciated the diversity of the cast as well. It's not necessarily an emotional moment that I felt in it, but it was just something that I really appreciated about the game was just how effortlessly effortlessly diverse it was, like the cast, and that they, you know, they representation matters, and it was something that I really appreciated about this game, that main characters were, you know, minorities or like, from different genders. And it was just really beautiful to see. So Mm -hmm. I was just really happy about that. And it's a really brave move as well too, so.
5: There's this line about when Whoopi Goldberg got on Star Trek, right? Where where it was like, she wanted to be there because she wanted to show that (coughs) African-Americans still exist in the future. With a lot of these shows, if they show that, if it's not a diverse cast, what is it saying about the world, right? In the, in the future and I, I feel like this is really helpful because in this dystopian future the, there's a diverse group of people that are surviving and living and
1: uh and forming relationships and forming with each other them. and it yeah.
5: redefines what community means ah this game
1: everything about it I was just this like game. really happy about that
0: What's in other countries? <laughs> I
1: mean, <laughs> that, was, that was like
0: a, that was a discussion between Abby and, and Liv, right? <laughs> um but oh, yeah. I love Lev.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. Liv was great.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, that call. doesn't give no, you no, a no, good no. way no, no. It
1: doesn't give you a good way out of this. <laughs>
0: no, I'm just saying uh, uh, like, because I I'm, I'm just gonna you know close it out here, but I I'm, just gonna, I'm just basically just mm-hmm. I know we got almost two hours of show here. So I think that's good enough, but it's giving final final warnings right here. If there's anything we missed, you know, because there's always like, damn it, I should have said something. But I think I think we've got a good chunk here, unless we're good. Uh,
3: why is the space needle on an island? Okay, never mind. Go ahead.
0: I'll make sure that makes the final cut. All right. Uh...
1: <laughs> that's a commentary on climate change. So. Oh yeah, I think so. yeah, that
0: makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's covering all the bases. This game. Well, Josh, you're from Seattle, right? Originally, yeah. I wanted to ask you how how authentic is this game to Seattle? I haven't been there in
3: about five years, but from what I can tell, it felt very authentic, especially the convention center and stuff. Uh, downtown kind of had that feel. It wasn't exactly one for one, but it definitely felt like Seattle the whole time. I was That's there. how you left it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <All> Josh, <laughs> right.
2: clean it up a
0: bit before you. I'm leave. done and depleted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the show, everyone. Uh, I wanted to thank you for listening and tuning in, and I want to thank the cast for joining me today. Dean, why don't you start us off? Tell us where we can find you online.
2: Sure, you can find me on Twitter at round underscore two underscore gaming, also in the Cartridge Club Discord, and uh, trying to breathe some life back into the Cartridge Club forums. So head over to cartridgeclub.org/forum, and uh, I have about 100 posts that are <laughs> ready to be responded to. So please.
5: We, What's we, the uh, monthly fee on that forum if you want to get involved? It's $5.99 or something like that?
2: I'll give you a discount.
5: Oh, <laughs> hook it up.
4: Discounts. Mm-hmm.
5: Come they're, on called
0: forum. they're called Dean's Forums for a reason. That's right. <laughs> Church, where can we find you online?
4: Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can just look up The Game Grinder. I also uh, have a podcast called The Game Tenants Podcast. Uh, and I'm also an occasional host on uh, CC Prime.
0: Josh, where can we find you online?
3: Uh, Twitter at Frantic Society. Uh, Occasional host of CC Prime as well. Uh, Quick Save Club as well, which is the PC game of the show. And uh, my personal podcast, which is every other week, Frantic Thoughts, Uh, about 45 minutes of me rambling about things that I love.
0: And the flock of nerds. Miles and Catherine, where can we find you online?
3: You could find us uh, on SoundCloud
5: or iTunes. We do a podcast called Flock Talk with our friend Chris, who is going to put us to the put us to the test in this next episode because he is not a Last of Us fan, mm. but we're going to beat some sense <laughs> into him.
1: Yeah. Uh,
5: you can also find us on Twitter at
1: flock of nerds
5: and at Milo the Great One and Catherine.
1: At K underscore song, I think. Yeah. I never get it right. So I think I'm it's like at PS K
0: underscore song. ALM song. Song. Mm. Mm. Yeah. As That's for myself, <laughs> no, thank you all for being here. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle. Of it's Rocket Sauce. I am also on the Cartridge Club Discord, and I am one of the, also one of the hosts for CC Prime. So, Yeah. Thanks for joining in, and I hope you enjoyed the show and the game we just talked about. Bye, everyone.
1: Is man of me All my stolen Missing parts I've no need for Any more I Believe And I believe cause I can see Our future Days
5: Days of